We're here at Naked News, ladies and gentlemen. I only know three other in the world, and I'm pretty much related to all of them. So. <laughs> this, is like being, this is like being on the trading floor in 87. I suppose it's a bit like kissing your sister. You really are. I'm a professional dribbler, so... <laughs> let's, let's do the numbers, Condor. Around the grounds. The Barnsley ball bag. We'll go to the pub. <laughs> Trying to raise awareness for men's mental health and anything that's happening in sport. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast. James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarns, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor, Condo, Condon. Okay, Louis's given us the all clear back in the shed, episode 59. James, welcome back from holidays. Barnsey, you had an extended break, but your break was pretty good, James. Uh, yeah, it was really good. We had a great Chrissy break and then just, um, just, ra- just, Started work for about four hours and just ran into COVID. That <laughs> no, I'm talking about your break when you just went up. Oh well. yeah, we will. Yeah, we obviously went. Um, it was my son Rex's birthday. We took him up for a week um, to SeaWorld, and you get to the resort there, you get free tickets into um, the theme park. So we went and checked that out. It was, it was epic. So if you pay 500 a day, you get free tickets. Yeah, uh, sorry, or you can <laughs> yeah, stay the night. Pretty much. <laughs> I think it's. I didn't even ask Renee. I was like, "Fuck, don't even tell me." But I think it's something like that. <laughs> so. Uh, what was the best uh, enclosure? Uh, I really like the stunt cars, like at, at Movie stunt World. Stunt cars? Like they did like a stunt racing thing. It was sick. <laughs> but yeah, just seeing Rex, really lo- he loved everything. It was epic. What was his favourite? I saw uh, some photos with Spider-Man. And yeah, Batman. He loved Batman. Batman. Yeah, he was freaking on that. He loved all the rides. Was he freaking out? Like was he in tears or was he excited? No, nah, he was just couldn't believe it was Batman. It was like nothing. It's like he couldn't work out that he'd come out of the TV and he was actually there in front of me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was freaking out. So, yeah, so he good. was stoked. Yeah, okay. So um, any ideas for our sponsors that you picked up at SeaWorld or Movie World? What yeah. can the station grocer, Yulies, Elders, Pizza there's, pasta, what can they do? Mate, there's heaps of stuff you could do, you know. We could try and somehow get over to Japan, get one of those illegal dolphins that uh, Dave was fighting against and just Rasta. start doing <laughs> swimming with dolphins at the lake. And you could get it, you know, if you buy enough large pizzas through the week off Mezzi. You get a free swim. You get a free swim. Um, we've got young Harry O'Brien's jumped in as a dolphin trainer. Um, so he can just, you know, work with any of our major sponsors. What's the process to train dolphins? To train, to train dolphins in a tea tree lake, it's, uh, it requires a lot of skill. Um, <laughs> and uh, wait, wait, wait. I, you'd have to talk to Harry. We might even do a podcast on it. With Harry? <laughs> yeah. Right. I, ran into, I actually ran into Harry this afternoon training with Pete Roberts and has has listened to one of our podcasts. Which one? Uh, he actually couldn't remember. <laughs> he, said, he said, no, Condor, I've listened to one. I said, which one? He goes, uh, I said, <laughs> Must yeah. Must have been a cracker then. None. Yeah. And he had his brother there, Jack, and Jack had listened to half of Rasta's. Yeah, yeah. They, you coach these boys. Can mate, you, can you yeah. actually pass on a bit of the uh, podcast knowledge, James? Mate, you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose, firstly, uh, before we get into uh, Around the Grounds and all the rest of it, we've got some big news. So March 11th, yep. we're going to kick Fri- off. That's a Friday evening. That is a Friday evening, but yep. that is after we have a precursor with the Bodie Boys. So we are uh, effectively doing a, a joint venture. James, do you know what a joint venture is? Yep, it's connecting two ventures into a joint. <laughs> right. And rolling it up <laughs> Not and smoking it. <laughs> okay, righto. So with the Bodie Boys, who we've also had on the podcast, um, a great community initiative. So... Uh, I'm not sure who came up with the idea, 
but they're going to do a Goggins Challenge, Barnsley. Yeah, it's the David Goggins Challenge. For those out there who don't know David Goggins, obviously he's become very famous in the last few years, obviously through Jesse Itzler and then all that sort of Rogan podcast and yeah, all that and sort of stuff. Yeah, his book as well. Yeah, like his, his book books. was a New York Times bestseller. So, look, the guys are yeah, – So what's a Goggins Challenge? Goggins Challenge is this. We're going to run for basically seven kilometres yep. every four hours for 48 hours. Totaling of 84K. So it's two marathons in two days. But the, the challenge of it is, is to get yourself up mentally and physically after each 7K block. So every, basically every three hours you're going to have to get yourself up in the middle of the night and go again. Okay. That sounds really sensible. Question, questions. <laughs> I'm firing some questions at you. Yeah. 7K, is that like, let's just say a steady pace. What's that? Oh, look, 40 I, minutes? I'm not, I'm not the smartest person believe that, but I reckon around 40 minutes. Yeah, you're looking at Okay, and that's, that's are you, not are like, you one of the runners? I'm one of the runners. I'm in it. So how, many, how many starters? At the moment, I reckon we've got between eight and ten, and that could grow. I don't know. I, and I think, look, the hardest thing for a lot of blokes is trying to get off work to do this, but yeah. we're going to do it on a Wednesday. We're going to start on a Wednesday afternoon, finish on the Friday, and then run into our big live event. which oh, uh, a live podcast. A live podcast. So, so that's what whether, a joint venture is about. Yeah. Whether I'm running in or getting carted in in an ambulance is going to be a hard one to know. You, but you know the podcast on the Friday yeah. night is you and me, Woody. Yeah. He's dead. He can just lie on a mattress in front I of us. I reckon he'll be up there and he'll have a microphone and Billy will be giving him a massage. Yeah. yeah. But look, I think it's a okay, it's, so it's a tough. It's it's tough. It's physically – and look, I've done a few tough things, but I'm not sure if I can do this. So that's what's – it's, it's, it's one of those mind things where you're going, can I actually do it? And that's okay, and let's just get let's just cut to the chase. Why are we doing it? So Bodie boys, ball and all, are doing it to raise funds for Neil Sheriff, Skin Dog. Yep. Yep. Um, good mate of yours. Yeah. He was a good mate of Chappies. Yeah, really good. Really, and a big part of the community. He's been. Uh, he's a New Zealand born guy, but he's been here for, since I can remember. And um, yeah, just uh, it, we had such good feedback when we did a post to raise a bit of money for him because he's been spending his own money. Due to a so few he's got a brain tumor. Yeah, he's got a brain tumor. I think it's the size of like a small plum or a peach. It's pushing on his the top top or the front part of his brain, and yep. it's giving him uh, like he's getting fits, like pretty bad seizures and yep, fits yep, yep. from it. And he's run into issues, obviously that's just been with COVID. About COVID. Yeah, yeah. it keeps putting him back. So at the moment, luckily, touch wood, it's still going all good. That it's not cancerous yet, yep. but it, you know that you know obviously he wants it out so he can just get back to. Working and doing his, you know, everyday things and being yeah. a normal. And the thing about him is, he'd saved up a lot of money to get this, but due to COVID, he hasn't been able to work. Yeah, so he's sort of just, just yeah, he's tapping yeah. into the savings he had yeah. due to these guys keep putting it back. You know, they said it was going to be January, now it's going to be March, and who knows if something happens again up in Queensland with COVID or whatever, it might get pushed back again. So, I mean, we did the GoFundMe, and and we the goal was twenty grand. I think it's at about. 13 grand, so, um, yeah, so you know, everyone, so, everyone's got behind him in the community. He's a really good dude. and um, So part of the podcast is we're going to add to that pool of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, we'll just so. try and, you know, help out any way we can. And I think, um, you know, he's the sort of guy that would never ask for this. He never, he never even complained about it. He didn't even mention it to people. It's the people around him. He's been yeah. such a good dude. They wanted to sort of go, nah, let's get some money going. And, and yeah, great by us to come up with an idea to raise some money for a really good dude in the community. Yeah, and, okay. and I suppose to add to that too is, and, and on that line is the Sembus family. So, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. younger, so younger Mike, members in the community. Michael, Ricky and their one-year-old Oki yep. um, that's got leukaemia. Obviously, that comes with a lot of issues. Yep. Um, so uh, we were approached by a few people 
um, to help them out. Yeah. Um, good people again. Uh, the community again has set up a GoFundMe yep. that I understand is uh, doing pretty well. Uh, and the third one, uh, third initiative will be our kids in Lismore. Our kids in Lismore, yeah. So I spoke to Rebecca who runs that today and she's fantastic. And I think it really ties in with what this podcast is about, is about helping our community essentially. And what they do is they provide the devices um, that go into the Lismore-based hospital. And essentially what it's about is keeping kids in our area who are in acute care or have mental disabilities, anything like that in this area so that parents don't have to drive to Brisbane or the Gold Coast, or to Sydney to get the care that they need. So, um, Epic. yeah, it's a fantastic charity. They do a lot within the Lismore area and fundraising there, but I think if we can help out a community, and hopefully, fingers crossed, um, everyone you know in our sort of families will never have to see the sort of stuff that these yeah. guys do. 100%. But if you do... Then you need you need these things. Yeah. So, yeah. so the details the details of the podcast. It's Friday the eleventh, community centre, yep. four hundred seats, Yuli's Bar. Uh, the tickets are seventy four dollars each. Uh, obviously, we, we will have some costs, but then you know the the lion's share of the money will go back into to the charities. Into the charities. Yep. Uh, we don't have guests yet. And we've sold 17 tickets. So that <laughs> shows, that shows how well, big a following we like, got. I, I, I reckon I've got. <laughs> If there's only 17 people come, we don't get a guess. I reckon I've got a pretty solid five to seven minutes of jokes. Okay, right. So, <laughs> so anyway. I can rattle one off right now. Yeah. But, but can you use it for the podcast? Because I don't oh, reckon yeah, you remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I've got absolutely no doubt with the connections that we've got through uh, oh, all over the place that we'll get some really good guests. Um, hopefully we'll be able to announce those in a couple of days. Um and then hopefully we sell more than seven eight tickets. <laughs> I, I wanna, <laughs> That's I wanna, the aim. I want to quiz you on a couple of things. Okay. okay. So there's ten of yours. Well, at the moment, yeah. Okay. So you know, seven k's. It's forty minutes running every four hours. Let's say so every for those three hours. Let's say in between running, are you? Is everyone just going back to the house? Sats has got a caravan. Yeah. Like, like are you got yeah. like? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it a smart idea to just rent a k- couple of camp spots so everyone's together at Atlantic's camp? That's that's the plan. Maybe so, run up the beach yeah. and run back, or yeah, what are you ben, doing? Well, look, Benny Sattler and Eli Carr are well and truly behind, obviously involved in the organising, and that's the plan. We're gonna we're gonna set up camp up at the lake there. Um, yeah, they've been really great in getting behind it too. So thank you to them. But yeah, we'll set up camp oh, there. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, yeah, sick. and we'll and we're gonna base ourselves there and run through the night. And and look, we just encourage as many people within the community um, to get you know just come down and do a run with us if you want to. Yeah. Well, I mean? did you like, did you thing. watch Battle of the Board Riders? No, I unfortunately didn't. No. Woody, Woody runs really well. Yeah, I do. I'm I know, actually, gorgeous. He's yeah. got great high knee lift, but a real tight hammies. It's weird. Oh, I no, I actually, I've actually been described as running like a really, really well-trained Shetland pony. So, Woody, okay, <laughs> we're going to put it out there. We're going to put it out there. Condo will walk seven k's. Yeah. If you run seven k's, and I'll donate a thousand bucks. Yeah, I'll run. I'll no. run a couple. Okay. I'll... No, well, you said that easily. It's got to be fourteen k's. Okay. I'll do two. Do I'll do two I'll do seven two. k's. Fucking hell! I've just lost a thousand bucks. All right. Let's. <laughs> okay. So, have you mapped out if you start at eight a.m.? Like, what is what's the start time? Yeah. So, I think it'll start at six p.m. on the Wednesday. Okay. And then every four hours from there, with the last so, run being on the Friday at two p.m. So we can the podcast get a shower, at six. get yeah. a shower, and get wheeled in a wheelchair. Yeah. with my fourteen red cruises that I'm going to be drinking. I love that <laughs> Yuli's red cruises <laughs> that he's just going to he's going to create yeah. fire engines that are going to pep me up so I can actually function on the podcast. So how many how many runs does that make it? Do you know off the top? Of, how many? Uh, my math is seven good, divided but I think it's by twelve. 
Yeah, right. It's 12, Barnsley. Yeah, yeah. 12, 12, 7K runs. Did the numbers for hours. So, yeah, look. I can get on two of them. And, yeah. and what are you going to do? Are you going to go out just sort of up the beach and around and back? No, we're going to try and mix it up. You're yeah. very inquisitive now that you've got oh, to run. I'm excited. I kind of want to know yeah, how you I think, I think we want to mix it up. I yeah. Think, yeah, obviously in the night we can just do the basic sort of stuff. But Each I, one's good on yeah. the night just basically so you don't get run over. <laughs> <laughs> very true. We might light ourselves up like Christmas trees. But I think, look, if we can get out into the community, in and around streets and touch people and people see us, I want people to see us hurting because – I yeah. think that's what it's about. It's about us putting ourselves through some real physical yeah. pain and exertion for a good cause, and Marcy, hopefully I people can't see that. Get but I also it. don't want to be stuck on stage without with just Woody. Like I want you to make it, <laughs> mate. The guests, what well, you're telling me we're like going to get could it, be epic, and you won't even need me. No, nah, we're. I, I've got absolutely no oh, doubt. Absolutely no doubt. We're going to have we're going to have great guests. So it's going to. There's 400 tickets. I reckon. By the time this goes to air, there'll be no tickets and we won't no. even have to announce a guest. No. So I think it's going to be great. We're going to raise a lot of money <laughs> and, they, and they're we'll actually – We'll do a fucking magic show, me and you. You can cut me in half or something. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Well, we can try that. Anyway, they're great causes and they're people within our postcode that need help and we're going to help them. Yeah, epic. Righto. So that's, uh, that's a big announcement. Uh, Barnsley, so if we just move on to tonight, so lest we forget. Yeah, big one today, Condo. Johnny Raper. Dragons man. Yep, you're a Dragons man and uh, one of the first ever immortals too in that first little batch that got uh, got done. So Johnny passed away. I think he's 82 today with a, a long battle with dementia. But one of the game's great characters. If I could describe him a current player today that fits what Johnny Raper was, you'd probably say Victor Radley. Yeah, right. But Johnny was just so smart. Played, so, it, played yeah. in 11 grand finals and won eight. How, wow. how amazing is that? Yeah. So he was part of that. That was, that was yeah, the last time. Yeah. That was the last time we won a grand final. Yeah. <sighs> and an absolute la- like an alarican. Like they say, he, he even talked about. He goes like how the games changed, and he said like I used to go out all night, and then I'd I'd basically walk to the stadium with my boots <laughs> <laughs> and play. And they said you know after training we go and have beers, and you know he said I have a, I've had a really tolerant wife this whole time. But um, who did you play with that did that? Oh, or maybe a coach. Oh, I didn't have any. I didn't have any coaches. I don't think you did it. Oh, but, um, I think we've had one on the podcast that might do that. <laughs> no, we've had, look. There's been a few plays, but it's changed so much now, mate. Like, and, and as Johnny said, I was reading an article on him today. Like, phones have changed the game. Phones and social yeah. media have just 100%. basically lost. It. We lost a lot of characters as a result of that. Would you say like? Players. Would you say um, like Ubers to Newcastle? <laughs> that way out the front have changed. The game? Oh, come on, <laughs> different style. Well, when we did the last live podcast, I think Johnsy got an Uber from Lennox to Newcastle. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That one will come out too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so sad news there with Johnny. One of the greats. Yeah, he was. Uh, I suppose uh, at, this, uh, at this juncture, we can uh, welcome our guest tonight, uh, Adam Melling. Thanks for having me back, boys. <laughs> Mello. <laughs> well, Mello, um, you're not number one, but you're number two on the, on the downloads. That's so good, you, eh? So you, good your podcast, it is. Your podcast had a big effect. Yeah, you guys have had some pretty good people on here so yeah happy so um i mean if we just wheel it back it's probably what i don't know it was is it best part of 12 months since you did the podcast roughly yeah i reckon so it'd have to be so how's adam melling today pretty good yeah feeling good been Adam- getting back in the gym ripping in um woody somehow got me into doing the a b and b i had a couple of years off doing that that was pretty good. Well, so let's, talk, let's talk about that. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's remissless not to mention Lennox Head, fourth in the country. Yeah, Lieber. Yeah, no. Yeah, we, well, Lieber, sorry, Lennox Head. That's a good performance in the final. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it was good. It was uh, we just lost the plot in the grand final. I, I Didn't actually, you say we shat the bed? Yeah, I made a, I <laughs> that made was a, that was actually a really good speech, Woody. I made a uh, pretty weird speech, but I would yeah. What's your I'm, channel? Was it any given Sunday or no? Nah, I was just you rushed, go? I was disappointed because we'd had like we we'd had some really hard clubs and we'd won we won the quarterfinal, we won the semifinal, and I thought we had a really good chance the way everyone was surfing, and we just had a shocker. Like we had a our, by far our worst heat in the final. So for those of people who don't know who'd listen to this, what is the ABM, the Australian Board Rise Challenge? What is it? How do you get involved? And, yeah, how do you guys become fourth? Uh, well, they have like qualifying like – so you have your regional qualifiers. So we have one – the clubs start from Tweed Heads to Foster. So it's yep. every board rider club in, in Australia. Australia. Yeah. So Except about for seven. obviously WA because that's not, now not in Australia. Yeah. Well, they didn't get to come. <laughs> there was no like Margies or yeah. uh, yelling up or whatever. But yeah. – uh, yeah, so we had about in our qualifier, it was down at Coffs in December. We had about, I think there was maybe 10 or 12 clubs from Foster to Tweed. Yep. Um, and then we qualified there. And yeah, you just sort of, I think they took the top three from our qualifier. I think the Goldie get the top four, maybe. Sydney are the same. Yep. Um, and then you end up with about 24 clubs down at Newcastle for the national final. And it's two days, Saturday, Sunday. The Saturday, they have individuals. So you get your best uh, open. Uh, your best girl or obviously your girl, your master, yep. your junior. And then if you win your heat, that sort of goes into a tally and you get a seed for the next day, which is the tag. So that decides the actual oh, national right. champ. And we we just missed out this top eight skip around. They go into yep. round two. and we You got, guys did it the hard way. We eh? got ninth. We missed out by, a, you know, a bee's dick. And, um, yeah, we started from round one. We nearly we nearly went out first heat. Like it was a hard for they're, – they're, they're all hard. Yeah. And if you kind of have a sh- slow start or a shocker, you can, can get a bit stuck. So effectively, it's like there's five five surfers, two opens, a, a female, master, and a junior. So it was yourself. Um, uh, yeah, Mike, uh, Mike, Mikey, yeah. Madonna, Mello, uh, Nixie Ryan, uh, Harry O'Brien, myself. Oh, and that then kid that listens to the podcast. And he's a dolphin <laughs> trainer at the yep. lake. And uh, <laughs> anyway, he, Mikey's a power surfer. So he he would he that means he surfs twice. Yep. So. He, got, he went first for us and you go out, you've got around eight minutes each. So there's a 50-minute time frame. So it works out to be about eight minutes each because Mikey surfs twice and he's, last, he's the last surfer at the end and uh, he only, he's only allowed to catch one wave. So he might take off and, you know, do really well, get a really good score and that's doubled. So yeah, take one got, wave as the power surfer. Yeah, so yeah. the power surfer only gets – but he might take off and nose off. So Narrow being lost in the semifinals, they won last year's one. They're probably the most successful club really in club surfing history. And uh, David Caffold was there, power surfer, and he nosedived. And then <laughs> fantastic Point Lookout <laughs> point lookout needed like a small score and they got it right at the buzzer. So was that for Point Lookout? Just a tiny Yeah, they pile, sort of came yeah. out of the, you know, they came out of yeah. nowhere to come home strong and, and knocked out um, Narrabeen, which was huge for them. And, and when Bede came in, he did his moose call. Yeah, he did the moose call. So it was, it's, it's a great one to watch because there's always waves being surfed. Um, if yeah. If you're going bad, you one good surf, one good wave can turn it around. And yeah, and just for like I, I must for you guys as individual mellow, like you've individual surfed all your life. How good is it to be involved in a, kind of a team event again? Yeah, it's good. It's hectic. It's a different kind of pressure yeah. for sure because you only get the one wave and you've got your team man, members on the beach just like wigging out if you're not are you, are you coming more, in on time. <laughs> <laughs> are you more nervous about failure in that environment because it's a team impact? For me, probably, I reckon. Yeah. Like the day before when it was just like a normal heat, you, you're not too worried. You know, you've got 20 minutes of 
freedom yep. out there. But you only have 10 minutes and when the waves were like they were, it was pretty hard, big onshore swell and, yeah, it was just pretty rugged out there. So, yeah, it doesn't make it any easier. So, Mello, over the weekend, who, in your eyes, as a former CT surfer, who were the standouts? Mikey really stepped up this year, I reckon. Mikey McDonough. That's great. Yeah, in our club. He yeah. got a couple of good nines. He was like our go-to guy, you know. If the first guy goes out and puts a big score on it, it sort of – Sets you up. Yeah, and everyone has that little bit more of a relief that they don't have to perform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the aver- it averages out. Like if you can get all fives, you're killing it. Yeah. But if he goes out and gets an iron, everyone else can get threes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of can go sweet. And he got – Sort of. Your he, maths has improved. Yeah, not really. He got the MR award. So oh, did the, he really? At the yeah. end, that oh, must yeah. standout male surfer for the event. That's they huge do. for Mikey. Yeah. 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 And he's just about to start a few comps and stuff, so a good confidence boost. Who got the oh, Lane Beachley award? Um, Kobe Enright from Snapper. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But what impressed me was some of the young guys coming through – they surf so good. I don't know their names or anything, but I was oh, like, uh, like some of the talent coming through from Sydney board riders clubs and that, maybe, is it Huey Vaughan? He, yeah. He's the young guy for North Shelley. George who, George Pitta from yeah. Manly. Yeah. He was very they good. were like just floating yeah. along on any old wave, just ripping the bag out yeah. of it. And I was yeah. like, oh sweet, Australia's got some some up and coming talent coming. Well, through. that must be cool, eh? Yeah. yeah, because you know you're seeing on the CT this year a couple of new blokes, Callum Robson, obviously local. Who else? You know what I mean? That we Liam O'Brien, Tilly Brown, yeah. I mean Jacko uh, Baker, obviously yeah. he was a big part of Merriweather. Like Merriweather struggled, yeah, this year because a lot Callan of and yeah, Ryan, Jacko Baker, in Jacko, Hawaii. like they, they're sort of you know a lot of their guys that would really perform in that event weren't able to surf. Yeah, um, but yeah, like there was there's so many good surfers from all over. They had they had clubs from Tassie and. It's it's it was good fun. It was good to it was good to finally get a few heats together where everyone was surfing well. Um, we had we've had a few events where we had one really good heat like the first round and then we just fall off a cliff. We've done that a bit, <laughs> so it was good to get through it's, a few. It's crazy how quick it can change. It in can those change. Times. Yeah, it's like you everything's going good and then someone takes twelve or thirteen minutes and gets a two. Did yeah. North Narrabeen burn down Newcastle when you guys? They in? were yeah, they were devoted and it was just. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they've won so much, man. They won the Kira teams and that ABB last year. Like they've – fuck, yeah. they can sit on the sideline for one year. It's yeah. fine. Or five. Yeah. <laughs> so, Melo, you, you looked very sharp on a wood surfboard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> no, I've been – that was – I got Woody to shape me a board last year, I think. Yeah, it was a year. And it was though. the first one I'd got off him in a long time and it went so good. I was like – Quickly back this up and shape me another, and he's shaped three sins, and they're all shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that thing is dented to the hills, yeah. but it's there's a, hope. Yeah, it's still, so in, it's still in one piece. We're as gonna, sharp as you looked, are we going to see you do the Aussie series? Oh, mate, after watching Pipe the other day, it made me want to, it sort of sparked me up a bit, but um, nah. <laughs> you're, too, you're too busy, Mello. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about Spark, though. Is that Kelly? When, when Kelly wins at 51, do you think to yourself, fuck, do I give it? Do I have another bit of a crack? Or just oh. the odd torn, odd comp here and there? I don't know. I, it's like people are surprised that he won. But to yeah. me, I'm like, nah. Hey, yeah. That guy, the way he's looked after his body his whole life, in them conditions, like when it starts to get a bit scary and it's big, like he is that good in the pit. Yeah. Like, Maybe if it was smaller or something, you sort of would be like, oh, he's looking a bit old. 
but not in in that stuff. He's probably got another five to ten years in him. I, yeah. I, I feel. I don't know in them conditions. So, but for me, yeah, I'm like I'm only thirty seven, so. <laughs> Maybe I should go and get back on, but um, he's got, what is the hardest thing for you? I want to know what the hardest thing for you is. Because Kelly, I look at Kelly and everyone goes, "Well, how does he do it?" But I kind of his life is scheduled for for that. Like he's got a house on every well, spot yeah. on the tour. He doesn't. He's got a kid. Obviously, he's grown up. You know what I mean. But he doesn't have anything where he kind of has to put that first. You know what I mean? Like yeah. surfing is first and foremost with his life and yeah. he, he tailors everything around that. Whereas for most people like yourself, we are families and, and, and you lay down roots somewhere and they've got school and things like to sacrifice all that and keep going. It's a, it's a, I don't know how he does it. Yeah, like, maybe, you know, like, but that's probably why he's so still good. there. Well, I think he made that pretty clear in his emotional speech, didn't he? I've, yeah. I've done everything for this. Yeah. yeah. He, I think too he – he hasn't had to like ever go back and do the QS. He hasn't ever had to really depend on going to surf shit waves. He just never would have done it. He's had the freedom to be able to leave Good and point. come back and yeah. recharge and pick and choose his events. And But the other thing he's done that's pretty amazing is when he's got his back on tour and got his opportunity, he's, he he's re-qualified. Yeah, like last year he only did about five or six events, but he got under the 22 or whatever it is. Like he stayed – he stayed on tour. Like, he just you can't get rid of it. So do you reckon he's done? Did he retire? I don't know. It depends what. I'm sure people are in his ear going, you're mad. You know, you get a semi or something in Sunset. It's Like, he does He does well at J-Bay. He could easily win Chopes. And then you get him at Trestles. I think he's won it at least yeah, four or five his times. First, first professional win. Yeah, like, he good. could if – he, if he got fifth and had a good board at Trestles <laughs> – I don't know. What do you reckon? I reckon he'd be. I reckon they should just give him a wild card when it's big. <laughs> yeah. For the yeah. rest of yeah. until he wants to yeah. just not, and he's probably I think done he owns that many. A bit of it anyway. Like, yeah. He, oh, he owns it. Yeah, he owns half. But it sells too when he's in an event. Oh, hundred. It's like Tiger, you know, like yeah. same sort of sort of yeah. stuff for a surfing fan. Well, that gets me thinking. Like, think about some of the other athletes in. I would go. Let's just go the past two weeks. They yeah. have defied age yeah. to do what they're doing. You got oh, D- Dokovic. No, shut up with your Sorry. shit little quips, Rafa. Yeah, mate, what a five setter. Seriously, Best I went to ever. bed. I thought he was gone. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he just he found a way in the middle of that third set, didn't he? To yeah. just sneak it back. And well, Medvedev, like I know everyone hates him. him. I you actually love don't. Him. I actually don't mind the bloke. He's a pest, but he doesn't quit. And yeah. he found he he met he met his match in a bloke at thirty eight who could go who could go further than him. This is like, this, Rafa's incredible. This is a little breakdown for you. If you had in those conditions at pipe, Slater's fifty in a week or whatever. Yep. If you had him against John John, who's probably the best guy out there, in those conditions the other day, if, I reckon it's still fifty fifty in a heat wow. for those conditions. Easily. It's fifty fifty. Yep. So if you had a fifty year old Nadal versus a, you know, in prime <laughs> Djokovic or whatever, yeah. yeah. And they're, it's not 50-50. It's, not 50, 50. Yeah. it's what, yeah. maybe 10 90 or yeah. 20 80. Yeah. It's not, that's yeah. how, that's it's the so, crazy. That's thing. a good point with Kelly. Well, I re- but I well then look at, then you've got to bring, Bra- like, yeah. well, look, we'll leave Brady for the moment. Let's keep talking what you're talking well, about. Well, I was just about to say, I, I think the thing that stands out for me, bud, <laughs> when you're talking those conditions, like, they can be life changing. Yeah, like we've had so many yeah. people die out there. Yeah, yeah. and, and he's, he's had a lot of experience there. No, no, I know, but, he, but yeah, but still, his body's older. He's fifty. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's paddling into those yeah. waves against guys that are half his age. Yeah. There's got to be some mental. You know, there's got to be some 
noise in your head thinking, fuck, if I actually fuck this up. I, I think he rode a 6-6 yeah. six, six in the final. And Did he? he never really rides boards that long there. And someone must have gotten his ear because it was big and gone, hey, just have a little bit more, get into him a little bit easier, give yourself a bit more of a chance. I don't think he fell on many at backdoor yeah. in the, on those last couple of heats. It's a good point you make, though, that mental game for him. Because, you know what I mean, like, you, you, you're saying to yourself, like, you're going into a Lee Bar comp and you're still having doubts about whether you can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And letting blokes down. Like, I have doubts when I go and play for the bloody Trojans. Like, yeah. it's like, how <laughs> does he continually, year after year, get himself up mentally and say, not just I belong, but just, I oh, don't, fuck. I, it's the yeah, only thing that keeps him going. So, it separates him. One of the, I reckon it must yeah. be one of the things that really keeps him going and the joy is, to, like, all right, this is the challenge. Can I go against these guys now? Yeah, Mick and Joel are but, but, I, but I reckon at that age, that's why it puts him in the conversation with your yeah. Michael Jordan, your yeah. Tom Brady's, Brad. your Tiger Woods. Well, <laughs> mate, and you can't forget Bradman. Bradman's like a freak. Yeah, but, no, no. But I just in mean this at current that age, yeah. yeah, yeah, at the at the, uh, at mm. the upper end of the age bracket that he can lift for like you know yeah. like the other day. Well, let's talk about Brady. 43, 44, 44, 44, 44. retires with pretty much every record under the sun. Like he's first in every category. Any, any major, he's played. Well, he'll be MVP play. this year yeah. when he retires. It it's be. unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, we talk about how great Peyton Manning was. Like, he dropped off significantly physically in his last yeah. two years and Brady is still winning MP, MVP awards. I reckon there would have been. The guys at the – like, you'd imagine the guys at the Buccaneers or anyone closer to him besides his family would have been like, you're fucking mad if you stop. Like, he had a – I think he scored 45 touchdowns and, and it was like a 4,000-yard year. Yeah. That's as good as – that's just under Rogers. Yeah, but then it comes down to that thing. And I, I said it to my wife. I said, like, you've got to get to a point where you just know mentally that you're done. Or just go out not you, being – He maybe he didn't want to embarrass himself, you know. He's like, maybe he just didn't want to turn up to preseason yeah. again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe he just didn't want to go through the whole repetition and the routine. And maybe he just thought, shit, my kids are now so-so yeah. age and I've missed half of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think I don't it, know. I think looking yeah. back to it's later, like – Melling, you've had a few heats out pipe. Like, it, it was probably 10 foot and there was a bit of wind going across in the back door. What he was doing, like how he was approaching those waves, you can't underestimate how fucking scary that is. It is. Are you shitting it, yourself out there, Melling? Oh, I am definitely. But I'm shitting myself in the free surf with thinking I'm going to get punched out by someone. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah for dropping He can sort of go out there and dominate and get waves. Like he's that, been there for so long and done the time that he knows exactly where to sit and he knows everyone is probably watching him and where he's sitting. So that's like he'd have so much confidence going into those events. Like those guys were looking left all the time. He's just going right, right, right. Yeah. Like especially in that wind. Yeah. And um, I, I just think it's – I don't know. That's like medium big wave surfing now. That's huge for me, but yeah. the next big wave surfers, they're surfing waves twice. Is that in a heat out there, Mel, is it the scariest wave you've surfed? For barrel riding, probably, because it's so unpredictable. And, well, when we surfed it, it was early in the season and you'd have sand on the beach and it was sort of – you'd get a lot of backwash, which – and, like, this is the first event that they've had at the start of the year and it was pumping. Because usually at Christmas time they've had enough swells to wipe this, the sand off the beach and it and it cleans up a little bit. Even then, even saying that, it's scary. It's like a power hole compared to somewhere like Chopes or something. Like as soon as you make the drop at Chopes, you're sort of like I'm in a huge pit and it's. Clean. What about cloud break? Cloud breaks a little. It's a different beast again. It's like deep water. 
and unpredictable again. Like you want to be as deep as you can, but you don't know if that thing's going to run off down the inside and you just get dragged across the reef. They're all so different, but pipe like is when you're in the pit going left, it's just a, you can feel the energy around you. <laughs> like it sucks back and stuff, the wind and does crazy shit. Like every wave over there in that comp was just heaving spit. Even the spit like stings you. So I loved going to backdoor because it's, I love going right and that thing, it was usually pretty north and stuff when we were there. So we like that was probably your best bet. But there was a few occasions when it was um, left and, um, yeah, it's just a different beast compared to everywhere else. What's that power like? I want to know what it feels like when you get – you come off there and you freaking hit that reef and there's rock ho- – there's holes and cave things and you get stuck down there like – It's psycho. I remember one heat just copping it. Like every time I fell off, I hit the bottom and I'm like taking off going, if I fall, I'm going to hit the bottom. Like is this going to be a bad one or am I just going to bounce? And it, it's – yeah, it just – I guess it just can lurch. Some look perfect when you're paddling into them, but you just got to trust your ability and have a crack because even in free surfs, I would never get a wave. So I was, I was just backing that I could get up real quick and pull into these things. So to the extent that you wouldn't free surf? Well, you'd just watch and see where to sit and stuff like that. But um, even saying that, like when you surf a place with 50 dudes, you got like – everyone covering the reef you get out there with two you're like hmm where (laughs) where am i on the reef (laughs) yeah but you sort of just got to get pointers and look in at the beach and get your spot but it depends on the angle of which way it's coming to well and it was like the best way it was the best angle it could have been yeah i'm so glad that running it at that time yeah it showcases oh really oh mate as soon as we're flying home for christmas it would cook and any swell that come from the north would just ruin it straight away and then you just need a bunch of good west swells all in a row and then the beach is cleared up and it's just a different wave the beach is different there's rocks and shit everywhere it's usually sand if you if you could ever watch a surf event if you could ever get there like it would have been the best thing to ever watch on the beach, that yeah. atmosphere, would have yeah. been crazy. It's so close. Like there, Chopes, you can get in the boats and be super close. But front on yeah. like that, cheering on for Slater, like you can just sit you can just oh, it's, an, it's the amphitheatre for surfing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It would have been, like, been insane. Yeah. It's like sitting at Suncorp for an origin. Especially watching yeah. Seth too, yeah. like Seth against yeah. John John. How How's hard? that last one he got? Oh, those guys were going so hard. And then they got on Kelly. Kelly used to compete against his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's gone through, like you think about it, he won his first world title 92 off like Tom Carroll, Tom Curran, <laughs> Barton Lynch, <laughs> Damien Hardman. Those guys are seriously like 50 or 60. And then he went through Sonny, Rob Machado, Ross Williams. Yeah. Into Danny Fanning, Wills. Parker. Yeah. Well, into yeah. Andy. And then he couldn't yeah. get through Andy. Then he got through Andy. And then it was into just made Joel and Mick's life miserable. And then, you know, everyone else, Dane and Geordie, Julian. Oh, Gabby. and never those guys. Yeah. And then Gabby and those guys finally started getting their shit together. And then, you know, they're still – I mean, even Gabby's left the tour and fucking Slater's winning. It's pretty hectic. It's I mean. so hectic. It's well, like, he is one of a kind human. Yeah. yeah. Like who can go that long and not get sick of it or get well, broken? Well, here's, here's a question. For all those guys we mentioned, who is, who is the greatest age defier of all time? Have you got a performance or something where you look at it and you just go – this bloke stands head and shoulders above everyone. In any sport, you mean? Yeah, just yeah. Oh, any sport. Oh, by far, Kelly's shit, yeah. man. Like, really? Oh, you don't, you? oh 100%. <laughs> yeah. 
you could he could have literally drowned. Like he could have had a bad fall, hit his head, and drowned the other day. Like it's that la- that one where he got just under the lip in the final on the right. His like, last wave. Mm. <laughs> that would have cut him in half. Like I, I love don't know. I was speaking to Ray the other day. Like waves are consequence. I love that saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking. That's what it is, isn't it? And because well, people have died out there, yeah. and probably waves that aren't even like weren't even this big. We as were though. out one day. Were you out there when Malik died? No. I was out in the water when Malik, like I was no. off the wall and someone, like it was pretty similar to that day, maybe a little bit smaller. Right? Like, it wasn't even maybe as gnarly as that. And we were at the next peak over, which is off the wall. And Malik, is Tahitian guy from Chobes, charged and he had a, just a bad fall in a bad spot, really shallow spot. And they couldn't find him. For so he hit fall. his head. Yeah. <clears throat> we're out, we're looking across and there's guys diving down, there's huge waves. Guys are just through their boards looking for him along the reef. It was probably five minutes later and they found him and he was in a rip further down towards um, sunset. Got him down, tried to resuscitate him and he died. It was like click of your fingers. It, it's, and, and he was a really high level. He was like a local at Chopes. He knew what he was doing in those sorts of waves. Have you got one condo? You got someone different? Uh, I, for me personally, I can't go past Tom Brady. Yeah. And, and for a few reasons, I think number one, Obviously, he's playing a physical sport where, like, I know he's not getting belted all the time yeah. at quarterback, um, but he's never had – he's never even had, like, an off half a season. Like, his performance, if you go back over his career, it's just been ridiculous from start to finish pretty much when he got his gig, you know, when he was 20. I think the second thing for me is that he's done it with a family. Yep. And I reckon the third thing is that um, – Every person that's played with him that gets interviewed, unlike Michael Jordan, just speaks about how big a team man he is. So Brady, get my vote. Yeah. I think they've got to be the two. Yeah. Who's your Barnsley? Oh, they've I think, got to be the two. I think the other comment on his too. I thought too. you'd have a quirky one. Oh, Brady I've changed teams and one. You've got Jordan a quirky never one. I'll go Come on, one. spit it out. No, I'm going just purely on one-off performance. The greatest <laughs> one-off performance, age to fire of all time, is Cliff Young in the Sydney to Melbourne Marathon in the fucking 70s. Fuck you come up with some shit. <laughs> Mate. He was 61 years old. He broke the world record by Jim two Mary. days. The bloke was a fucking – he was a dairy farmer who ran in gumboots oh, and ran I the first ever that. race Can in his life. Can you remember Cliff Young? I've seen I, something on Facebook about that. Woody does, does not know who Cliff Young is. It. I'd forgotten about it. or something. Yeah, he just didn't yeah gumboots. He didn't <laughs> It's a five day. Like he did yeah. the races. You basically run. Yeah, well, that's it. You run from Sydney to Melbourne. It's eight hundred and seventy five k's. He didn't sleep. He only had like two nights sleep, and he just shuffled on past them all and broke the world record by two days. <laughs> Holy shit! Everyone this, had strategies, eh? And yeah. he was just like, "What? You stop, and it's a race." <laughs> it sounds going to uh, keep going. <laughs> it was like it was like he lived basically on his farm, never seen any technology, and just rocked up at the start line and and was just like, "Oh, so you just got to get from there to there." Sounds like the Goggins stop. challenge. Well, that's what that's <laughs> Are what you made me wear think about. I thought about it. I went, "This is eighty four k's. If this maniac on a dairy yeah. farm at sixty one can do it, then fuck you, Barry. You can do it. You can find a way. Can you just <laughs> run eighty four in one go? Far no, out. are you allowed to do that or not? No, I think that the thing. Well, I don't know. The thing about the challenge is, can you get yourself up that, continually yeah. after sleeping and like? Because once it's fine to keep going at one pace, but once you stop, can't you just do, seize up? Why don't you just do eighty four from Wednesday to Thursday so you'll be fresh for the podcast? 
Oh, stop being selfish, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> You'll probably come no, out better. He'll come out better. But the, the whole yeah. point of why he did it with Jesse Isler was to just make him as uncomfortable yeah. as possible. Yeah, it's that's a Goggins thing. It's to it's yeah, to okay. take just, you yeah. physically, mentally, and put you in a dark place. And see how you feel. Right. So before we get on to pipe, let's just on the Tom Brady. Who's our pick for the Super Bowl? Apart from the um, halftime. Entertainment. It's hard to go past the Rams. It's their home. Yeah. It's their home. If field. they don't win it, they'll be. It'll, it'll be. Oh, you never know. But the, I, I can't pick that one. I reckon the Bengals are come. Bengals beat the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs were going to walk through. <laughs> oh, I don't know how they've. I don't know how the Bengals are there. They just keep finding they got a way. A good Joe team. They got they're a young. Sick team. Yeah, young. And stars. they're not fit. They don't have any baggage. They're not. They haven't been like you know. Yeah. They're just doing it. So for those who don't know, it's Monday. Monday around yep. midday yep. is the Super Bowl. You got the um, LA Rams playing at home in their home stadium, which yeah, rarely ever Cincinnati happens. Um, Cincinnati Bengals haven't been in a Super Bowl since 1989 against the 49ers. So, yeah, it's a big day for them. But the Bengals hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years, yeah. and they're in the Super Bowl. So, huge day for them, but I, I think the Rams will win. And I can't wait for the halftime entertainment. I don't even like rap. I like country, but I'm pumped yeah, for Eminem, sick. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, Mary, Mary J. Blige, and the, and the man who is California, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. So, it's going to be good. Snoop. Uh, fast forward a week, Mellow. Back to Sunset. You've won at Sunset. Um, who was in the final when you won at Sunset? Jeremy? Julian? No, it was Gabby, Adrian, Buckin, and Seabass. Right. That's fucking huge, though. To say you've beaten those guys in a final at, at a wave of consequence again, that's huge. No, we'll put it in perspective. That yeah. year when he won, it requalified him. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. There was all the pressure in the world. You had to get <laughs> first or second. I always left it to that. I don't know why. I just – it's like – yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> no one does. Yeah, well, nah, we're still trying to work it out. But anyway, the year you won at Sunset or you always did well at Sunset, what do you have to do well at Sunset for these young Aussies to perform? Oh, I don't know. You've just got to – for me it was more of a confidence thing and like I always like surfing bigger waves and surfing on bigger boards as well. And you, there's so many uh, times there that, People would get through heats with ones and twos and stuff. Like it's like the whole ABB thing. Like you don't stop until it's over. So, and it's such a big playing field out there. You just got to put a bit of time in there, out there, and sort of, I don't know. I sort of started to. I'd surf there a lot because no one would surf there. Well, would, because you couldn't get waves apart. Yeah, I'd just go down there yeah. and you'd get waves, and I'd just put in a bit of time, and. Worked on my boards and, yeah, I guess it all sort of – I had confidence surfing them waves for sure. And I, th- I think that's what helped a lot in the end because so many people were just nagging out before they'd even get in the water and say it's shit and blah, blah, blah. But I was just like, sweet, I got you. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So who's your pick? Oh, it's so hard to tell. Hopefully – Jack Robinson, he yeah, he has he's done, well done some good stuff out there, and he's a big kid now. I reckon him and John John like they are just they spend a lot of time together surfing there and Haliever and stuff, and they, they just push each other so much that I reckon. The, and what the equipment they're riding is different to everyone else, so I reckon out of them two, they've got to be up there in the semis of the final for sure. Hopefully, Jack. Jones, yeah. who's your pick? There too, really good. I mean, Jack's, I think Jack's won the – he had a really good junior career out there. He'd never win a junior in – a pro junior in Australia, but he'd go to Sunset and win the one there. And yeah, I think he won it the year he qualified the other year. Um, 
Yeah, he what what him and John can do better than everyone else that you they get you get scored really well out there for getting bowled, and it is when it's good, it's quite easy to get bowled. But when it's tricky, it's you've really got to read the wave. And Why? Because it is an A frame all it over. It just the changes a lot. It, yeah. it hits an inside section. Yeah. It can warp, and but those guys seem to still get really bowled. Yeah, yeah right. So in at so many different. Jack directions. needed to. I think Jack needed to get first or second to qualify the other year at Sunset in the when it was a QS still, and he got bowled like quarter semi final to get through and yeah. get the win. So he'd be he'd be a good one. But I think uh, I think um I don't know. It's it's a it could be like some random crew. Like Sammy Pupo and KO Illabelli. I never thought in a million years those guys yeah. would be yeah, did as well as they did, especially in the conditions. You'd always think that bet there'd be better matchups for other guys, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm hopeful Connor I'm, I mean I've seen some footage. Connor sent me some good stuff of him. He's been there every day since he lost. He looked unreal. Jacko Baker looked sick in a few yeah. clips. Yeah, um, he's down I'm really interested to see that I haven't seen any footage. I'm in, I'm interested to see what Italy looks like. I, I feel like he might struggle. I feel like I feel like Philippe might really struggle too. But it could be six foot and they'll just, just tell you what, it. if those two don't win, it just opens a tour up massively, doesn't it, this year? It just shows you that those waves that we had last year at the start of the season, those fucking two foot waves at Merriweather and Narrabeen, it doesn't showcase what they're trying to show. So it's sick that they've had a sick start with pipe. Is this the best you've seen the tour in terms of structure? Yeah, I reckon. I think they were always trying to do that, get pipe first start of the year, but there was so much politics behind it all. And I guess COVID sort of everyone's just stood back and then forced it a bit. Yeah. yeah. Just changed it, definitely changed it up. And it needed to be done, I reckon. Do you like do you like the finals format? Do you like did you get off, like get into watching how they did it at Trestles last year? Did you think that was oh. good? I liked it because it was different, I guess, and they're trying to make it so there's less comps, I guess, and I don't know, it just frees the guys up a little bit more and, you know, it stops people from getting injured and all sorts of stuff like that. But um, Do you think it, Do you think that it should be decided by surfing against the best oh, guys? It's, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it needs to be more than just one spot, I think, to be world champion. I just don't think that it has the same... I don't know. Like, so you th- you think it should still end somewhere with the race going down to however they finish? Yeah, yeah. Well, where would you do it then? If it's I don't know. Would you do it at Chaves or like? Do you think it needs to be a heavy wave to decide who's the champ? Oh, or? I could finish in Europe, possibly. That's usually pretty good at that time. Yeah. Of so where? Like, just picking the best places, really. Yeah. yeah. Like just to have. Yeah. They might change it after this year. Anyway, they were saying they did say they might change. Yeah, like where the grand final is going to be. Yeah. Yeah, what did. were you guys saying? Chopu, big day, go hard. Well, you just so, we've been so used to having pipe. Pipe's been like that for yeah. about, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 years they had that as the last spot. So it wasn't always good. It could be pretty average really at some sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's only five blokes. Why don't you just go where it's good? Yeah. yeah. I'd, oh. yeah. I'd, like to see, I'd like to see him in like Mentowies like, or yeah. – yeah. yeah. But like wouldn't, you, wouldn't you – I don't know. I suppose the thing is it's all about – yeah, it's all about bums on seats and viewing. So mm. I suppose is it the TV audience that matters, or is it the bums on seats at the beach? Because oh, it's, it's the amphitheater no, it's at Pipe is so TV good audience. for yeah. those guys. It's definitely T- TV, TV and online. Yeah. To, to do it at the Mentowies would be hard to do the yeah. TV and the stuff like the the live feed, but you'd get some of the best waves. You could fucking you could do it at a few different breaks there too. You could go. Yeah, you got. You could change too. breaks every day depending the wind and swell and stuff. Give like them that. a few options and. Put just tell yeah, them. Yeah, macaronis, yeah. HTs, and like another break. It'd be sick. 
And ask the you, surfers where they want to surf. I don't know. Like, yeah. Shit, that's a smart idea. Just put a vote to the tour. Right, yeah. dear. Put a. Yeah. I'm sure that <laughs> Put your name in a hat. Write your name down. Yeah. Pop yeah. it where in the thing and surf? then yeah. tell Let's it up. Go. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they. I'm sure they had something to say about what went down. Surely, or Kelly just. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he might have done it. Yeah. yeah. So this is a bit of a catch up on uh, on the surf, and Melo's been uh, kind enough to come out and have a chat. So we're not going to have the Barnsley ball bag question. Yeah, we're going to have the Woody's board bag question. Yeah. So you don't have to ask your normal questions. So okay. we're going to mix up, but it's but the questions are for Melo. Okay, Mel. So well, let's just get back into um your your podcast and. Sort of come and clean with a few struggles and stuff like that. Did you? I had a lot of great feedback. Mm. Did you have? Did you have? Like, was it surprising for you the amount of people that sort of got into what you had to say? Like, did you? Well, did you I was have just some surprised how many guys listened to you. <laughs> 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 hang on, all hang sorts on. of people coming out of the woodwork. Hello, <laughs> we've sold. But it was good. We've sold yeah. eighteen tickets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, nah, did that? Did, did it feel? I don't know. It must have been a bit weird because I, I'd left. You know, you'd said that stuff after a lot of people left. Was it hard for you to get that out? Or? Yeah, it was a little bit. I sort of coming out. I, I wanted to say it, and then we, we sort of finished. And then at the end, I was like, I've got to just say this shit. But um, yeah, it was good. And and it, a lot of people wouldn't have known or yeah yeah they just see a guy traveling around surfing, thinking it's life's great. Yeah, and when it all stops. You know, it's a different story. But, um, yeah, I had heaps of people come up and say they loved it and, I, like, we're actually pretty passionate about it. And I was like, oh, that's great. I actually might have got through to some yeah. people. And I think you did, mate. I reckon you yeah, did it, for And sure. it, gave you, it gave other people who were in a similar position to you and not just – I think I'm thinking Munners, for example, and yeah. other guys. And obviously he was helpful with you as well. But, yeah. you know, just comfortable to speak about it. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's okay. A, there's absolutely no doubt you helped a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, that's good. Did it help you? Yeah, you I fit? think so. Yeah, yeah. What helped you? Just talking about it? I, yeah, I don't talk much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's great to get things out, and you can't hold that stuff in. And if any way I could help anyone else, I, it was good for me to sort of speak up. So just on that, what what what? Uh, I suppose a professional. Athlete's career, and we've heard a lot of takes with the people that we've done podcasts with. But now that you've moved on, you're doing really good. What would be the couple of things that you would advise? I think you've just got to talk to your mates. I don't know, yeah. like don't just sit at home, and you know you got to still get out and get active and 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 do the things. It's not like it's so hard because it's something you've done forever, and then it just stops, and then you sort of fall into that trap of, oh, do I even do it? Like, do I, what am I now kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. Identity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. And, and you've just got to get out and create. You, you just are who you are and make things happen. Like you, as soon as you start to feel sorry for yourself or, I don't know, like sit on the fence, you just, it's, it's not a good thing. And, and most people have some people in their corner that love them and will listen to them anyway, so... Just speak up, really. Yeah. Anything else in your uh, board bag? Mate, what, what about any, any of the podcasts that you've listened to? I don't know if you've listened to any other ones, but <laughs> we've got some fucking great ones. But was there any other ones? Like, you know, a lot of people got great stuff from, from your podcast that were yeah. maybe dealing with a few things. But did you have you got any from any of the other ones or anything that you, you can kind of think of? Or I get Wisey's one was awesome. Yeah. Mm. I, like, I was here live for that one. That was awesome. Um, just the stuff with the kids coming through and, and you know, yeah, 
what he's up to. Um, and Rasters was epic. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, that everyone, I think yeah. I think everyone changed the perspective on how they sort of viewed yeah. Dave away. Like, yeah, he, I always thought he was a legend, but then some people were just like, oh, just because he's out there ripping and a bit not different. really talking yeah. to too many people and just doing his thing, they just have a weird perception of him. Yeah, but he's a, a legend and a great surfer. Like he's done some crazy, crazy stuff. Like. I remember sitting at Chopes when it was the Code Red Swell and next minute he's – I think he was talking <laughs> about it and he's just taken off on these ones and making these guys – like he was weaving through the pit where these other guys were just letting go of a rope and hoping. <laughs> yeah, he was actually <laughs> he was like, it. And this is when it was closing out in the morning and he was nearly coming out of it. That guy's fearless and like – an amazing, amazing surfer. And it's so, cool to see he's just So I'm going to tell you a funny story since that Rasta one. I think you're up to speed with Woody. But um, so uh, Piggy went for a surf with him. I won't say where. And it was big on the last swell. And Piggy turned up with some of his own shape boards. And they weren't big enough. So Rasta said, that's all right. You can use that purple one in the back of the uh, back of the van. That's one of my favourite ones. So, <laughs> so what do you reckon happened? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> sure. Fourth wave. Yeah, oh. he had to swim about a k. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think too. Like like a, with Dave, you you kind of wonder. Like I'd always go, "How is this guy such a lunatic when he's kind of the like the full yoga master fucking doesn't in the talk Tuesdays?" But you get his story that he told yeah. us about his old man and yeah. how and he and it he makes was, sense. It makes so much sense that he instead of being like that around people, he sort of does that when it's when the waves get heavy. He kind of gets that. Maybe that same sort of persona as his old man. Like, let's fucking, yeah. you know, he's going to take it head on. He's super calm and talks to dolphins too. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was, it was, it was, yeah, I got a lot out of that one as well. You done with the board? You've, have you zipped the board bag up? Um, for now, yeah. Let me think of, let me think of another one. No, the, the, yeah. Come Barnsy? back to me. Oh, I don't think we asked him his music question that time when you were first on, did you, mate? Nah, Three we, bands. Well, we got Skipper Rutz. We got Skipper, Skipper Rutz was one. I far out I remember that. That <laughs> was so good. <laughs> yeah. Who's coming to dinner? Skipper Rutz. Mate. Actually, we didn't have that. No, that was no, we didn't have the music. music. If you had three bands, Mello, I'm going to ask Woody's question. You're yeah. usually going down my path. Who would you have, mate? I don't know. I listen to everything. Definitely not Fisher. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we used to, me and Rihanna used to rock around listening to Cat Stevens. That'd be pretty oh, sick. I love Cat, Cat Stevens. Stevens. Yusuf Islam. Yeah. That's his name now. Nah, he had one in the, he had this skyline. <laughs> and the fucking stereo system <laughs> was. Who did? Yeah, it was, his stereo system was worth more than the skyline. Yeah. <laughs> was it yellow? <laughs> it, no, that was maroon. Dirtiest colour. But it was that song. Diddle, 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 diddle. There's one fucking. Yeah, the one at the end. Yeah, like this, this wall of shit, and you go, wait, let's get the end for the surf, and it'd just be this fucking crazy <laughs> Cat Stevens. Um, what else? Okay, we'll go to when I got a bit older, live with Woody and the boys, and I'd, every morning I'd have this sick, like, um, sound system in my bedroom, and I'd play uh, infected mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'd crank that up and just. What is that song? Oh, how, how does that get a taxi driver one? Uh, uh, it's like the most powerful side trance. Like, so it's like a. They're from Israel. Yeah. They're like an Israel rock side trance band. And they're wow. from like the 90s, early 2000s. Louis, you got any footage of that? We'll get Louis, Mate, our sound man, on the uh, infected like, mushroom like, to put Can it I get a taxi it. number? Yeah, and then it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the cra- it's like a. A fucking fight scene in the Matrix or something like that. It's pretty hectic. Okay, guys. This is a guided meditation. 
Relax, calm down, sit down, lie down. Let's get comfortable. Here we go. Let it go. Fully in, fully out. 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 I'm the supervisor. Can I get a taxi number? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the third one? I'm like, oh, what do I listen to now? I don't know. Maybe just Metallica or something, I yeah. guess. Solid. Bit of band music. Yeah. Good trance, good section though. You've gone from Cat Stevens <laughs> to trance to Metallica. Well, I listen to it all. I reckon <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, nice. Barnsley, any more? Uh, Condo didn't ask this one at your podcast because it got a bit heavy towards the end and I lost my train of thought, but um, favourite surfers? Favourite surfers. When I was younger, I remember seeing, going up to Burley and watching one of the comps up there. must have been the Quickie Pro or something. And I loved, when I was a kid, um, buddy, Ross Williams. I seen Ross him Williams. do this turn that was so tapped. It was massive. Like he was, I guess, a power surfer forever. But yeah, I loved him. And then I guess when I got when I got older, I was sort of just watching the Coolie Kids and Mick and Joel and those guys. Sort of inspired me the most until I had to verse them. And then I was like, How do you look up to them guys and have to verse them? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the morning? No, nah, not this song. I don't know the name of it. Infect, is that infected mushroom? Yeah, I'm just going to fast forward it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good wake-up call for all the boys. Bangers from the... From the uh, it's good. Garage. <laughs> Sounds like you're in a, like a laser fight. Yeah, Thanks good. for that, Woody. That's had 31 million downloads. <laughs> They're, big, uh, They're big in Israel. Condo's second question. <laughs> so we've got this fundraiser for lots of great causes coming up uh, March the 11th, who's your pick that we should get as guests? Jesus. I don't know. Who would you like to listen to? Get three degrees up there. Mick Joel and Dean. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, it'd be wild. It would be wild. That'd be sick. Maybe we've got two degrees of that. Yeah. We could try. There's potential for that. There's potential for that. Try Try and get all three of them. It'd be sick. Yeah, those guys I reckon for... Like be our generation coming through yeah. and probably yeah. still like we're the biggest thing for like Australian surfers and like young be- guys coming through. Like, Before mobiles, like you'd <laughs> fuck mix at the point. Yeah. And we'd be on our bikes <laughs> at like the fish and chip shop. Fuck. At Eden's just quick. Yeah. And then he'd be coming up rocks. Oh, fuck. We've missed him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon your career would have lasted longer if mobiles were around? Maybe I would have been on a call kids helpline or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that would have played a much of a Do you reckon people would have been filming you in La La? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been way worse if you were Snapchat yeah, back then. You might have pulled your head in. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mello, thanks for coming thanks, in, mate. Thanks, Mello. Uh, Cheers, guys. Yes, first podcast made a big impact. So yeah, it was great to huge, have you back mate. in and talk about waves that you've actually uh, – done really well at and look forward to watching uh, Sunset and um, look forward to you uh, nailing 
two or three really good guests for our podcast. Okay. Is it up you. to me? It's yeah. up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Better get on the phone. Yeah, start now. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Thanks mate. Appreciate it. Smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs> <laughs>